Stephen Jill here. Hello. Welcome to the Land Academy Show, entertaining land investment talk. I'm Stephen Jack Butella. And I'm Jill DeWitt, broadcasting from the Valley of the Sun. Today's Jack Thursday, and I'm going to talk about my concept of revenue justification. Huh? Exactly. I have my own concept of revenue justification. If you make a billion dollars, top line revenue, and your profit margin is 3%, would you rather have a billion dollar company that makes 3% or a $10 million company that throws off 40%? That's what this show's about. And there's different, me too. And there's different reasons why one might be better for you and one might be better for us. Sounds like an airline versus us. You said it. Thank you. There's a huge pros and cons to both. But really, this you know what the show's about? Running your personal life uh, with revenue justification. Okay. Some people don't grasp it. Some people that I'm sitting with don't really fully understand in their personal life revenue justification. Oh, I understand it. I don't. I maybe I abuse it in my personal it life. <laughs> that's what. That's the real topic. Jill it's, gets uh, it. She just doesn't do it. You know. <laughs> it's pound wise and and penny foolish. That's what revenue justification is. Before we get into it, let's take a question posted by one of our uh, land investors on our online community at landinvestors.com. It's free. Please don't forget to subscribe on the Land Academy YouTube channel. Comment on the shows you like. Evan B. wrote, okay, I've sent out 10,000 units and I think my mailers are dud. This is hilarious. <laughs> so Aaron wrote back already, hey, at Evan B., I'll tell you that I also sent out 5,000 units all at once and I thought I would at least have $200,000 in my bank by now. The first two weeks are just people wasting their time saying, don't mail me. I got my first deal under contract in like six weeks after the mailer. Then, like two weeks after that, I got a signed offer in the mail, and now and then I still get a call. So from all the interviews I've watched so far, many listen to the car, the gym, before bed, etc. seems like there comes a point of terminal velocity from sending out five to 10,000 offers per month for six months or more. At that point, you'll have something like 50, 60, maybe soon to be 100,000 offers out there out on the street, as I say, and that at some point, all the random calls that come eight weeks after your mail drops start to come in waves, and they're big enough and frequent enough that you can really get great deals instead of trying to make a lot of okay-ish deals work. This is so sweet. So Evan B wrote back, yeah, I understand. I think I'm goofing up somewhere. This is my fourth mailer and I've struck out each time. So Aaron said, this is a whole conversation. Well, start doing a diagnostic check of everything then. Number one, did you make sure that your properties passed the red, yellow, green test? Ding, ding. Yeah. That's what Jill said exactly. earlier this week. Number two, did you offer too low of a percentage based on the hotness of the market? Three, are your phone number and email on your mail are correct? That has happened too, by the way. And then I'm gonna add number four, are you flipping answering the phone and getting building a relationship with these people in 30 seconds, finding out whether or not they wanna sell and what their number is, that's it. Every single time that Jill and I have answered this question uh, in front of a camera or off a camera, uh, it's just with a, you know, over the phone, my mailer didn't work. The first thing Jill says is, "Who's answering the phone? Who is answering the phone? And and have you talked to any sellers so far? Oh yeah, uh, uh, somebody's answering the phone over here, and there are three people that are interested in selling their land. Okay, well the mailer wasn't a dud. Yeah, they're interested in selling. So what have you done about it? Uh, they haven't called me back yet. 
It's stuff like that. Yeah. Ding, ding. Today's Jack Thursday, and I'm going to talk about my concept of revenue justification. This is why you're listening. I will so, be waiting patiently over here taking notes. <laughs> if you have a billion dollar company, a billion dollars in revenue, you've got all kinds of expenses going on. Tons of expenses, cost of goods sold, labor. Those are the two, usually the two biggest ones. If you're in manufacturing, you've got a huge real estate rent expense uh, and a plant maintenance expense and on and on and on. In fact, you're probably spending $950 million of expenses to get to that, to generate that billion dollars of revenue. That's not the world that most of us live in. The world that most of us live in, uh, and I can tell you from personal experience, we generate between five to $600,000 a month in top line revenue, uh, between five and six, we, we generate between about five or 600 to about $1.2 million in top line revenue for all of our companies every month. Some of them are crazy profitable, mostly the land, uh, the land business, and some of them are, uh, what I call nonprofit effort, which, you know, Land Academy is included in that. So, but it allows us to have expenses. And there are a lot of, because of the diversification of the types of things that we're involved in, education, um, you know, all the stuff that Jill does, uh, uh, like Land Academy ladies and on and on, allows us to um, to incur a vari variance or a variable type of expenses. And so it's very easy when you have that kind of top line revenue and you've got some profitability like we all do with land to start having revenue justification when you when you make spending decisions like yeah, I generated $700,000, $200,000 on a $700,000 last month. Um, I think I can afford a plumber. What? This will kill. Hold on, let me make one point I here. I see okay. a lot of DIY self do do it. You know, people that do things themselves, especially with a like a technical um, from a technical background, like me included, like accounting or mechanical engineers, where they waste so much time doing stuff themselves. It's ridiculous in their personal lives. One of the things that you should not be doing if you're making any kind of a money is your own mailer. You should get concierge data to, to do your mailer. Uh, you should get a transaction coordinator. This concept of, well, but that's if I get a transaction coordinator full time, that's sixty or eighty thousand dollars out of my. I'm taking away from myself, and so I've never had that thought. I'm, I'm always the first one to run and hire another employee, so I don't have to do other stuff. So I can turn my top line revenue uh, from $900,000 to a million five because now I'm doing the stuff that I'm supposed to be doing, which is not transactions. It's sending out more mail. This may or may not be the show for this, but isn't there a, a point where you need to be spending money? Because, you know, hiring an employee and writing off that expense does two things one top line revenue clearly because i'm going to do three times the deal i was doing before because i have somebody helping me that's a no-brainer and then two what am i gonna do just pay taxes on that salary mm -hmm. no it doesn't make any sense i'd rather pay taxes on that on that salary and wherever the expenses are to hire that person because again i'm doing three times more of the deals yeah jill's right i mean there's a lot of cliches in business uh, most of them are are pretty silly one of them is uh, you got to spend money to make money. I don't believe in that. Right. Uh, I think that you need to be working, you know, at this ten to twelve hours a day for the first year that you're involved and doing every single thing, realizing what you hate, realizing what you love, 
and then that's at a certain point according to some plan you've devised for yourself you need to start subbing out the stuff you don't like to do in my case i don't like answering the phone jill does it you know i could and before jill i had I had people that were answering the phone and doing deals and it was much more financially beneficial for me. But I chose in the end to split everything 50-50 because, you know, our revenue is so much higher now. And it's all kind of going to the same household anyway. So my point is, learn this. Spend a ton of time really working at it if you're into it. But please, at, at, the, at the, the, the correct point, that works for you start to sub out a lot of what goes on here because you will see a dramatic uh increase a, a huge hockey stick type increase in your revenue it's revenue justification before we end the show i would like to know what you think about what your comments were about my personal revenue justification jill um sometimes Without Not invoking, so much. Without invoking you sleeping in another bed tonight. <laughs> <laughs> let me make, let me add that in there. So just just to make it clear. So please tread lightly. <laughs> you know we've all heard of honey do lists, and Joe's pretty good about it. Not asking me to do do stuff around the house, but I say pretty good. There's stuff still that needs to get out, get done, and I just don't think I would rather put a system in place. This is what chasing zero is all about. <laughs> rather put a system yeah. in place where somebody comes over every other Wednesday and we spend $100 so they can do all the crap that Joe wants. Oh, yeah. That's what I do. Well, you that's know what revenue justification is. I'm going to argue there's a fine line. Sometimes I'm, I'm like, I'm going to hire somebody. You're like, no, I'll do it. I'm like, yeah, I could have hired somebody. There's stuff so, that you like to do, though. Yeah. If, if, I, like, right. if, if I like to do it, then it's a hobby. It's all not, right. you know, it's not work. There's this. You can extend this to all kinds of things. Uh, a great example is... Uh, a full-blown legitimate uh, and a legitimate ordinary and necessary business expense is your computer. True. And, and so we've done consulting calls with people or interviews with people that I know have been in our group for years uh, and are very, very successful and are having all kinds of computer problems during the interview because their computer's from 1978 or the internet connection that they have, you know, is for a two-year-old. And so just spend 50 or $80 more a month on your computer connection uh, and get a really good computer and make your life easier. Thank you. Revenue justification. Well, here's what I'm going to do tomorrow towards revenue justification. <laughs> I'm getting a massage. I think By the that's a perfect example. Thank you. And I'm happy you could join us today. <laughs> Five days a week. You can find us here on the Land Academy Show. Thank God. Tomorrow's Jill Friday. Yep. She's going to talk about what she wishes everyone knew about getting deals done. Yep. You are not alone in your real estate ambition. Yep. You can take it too far. Which you know, part? Revenue justification? Yeah, you can take oh. it way too far. Like, I bought you know, my, well, I well, you know, like. I need a new diamond necklace. Well, no, no, here's what I was going to say. You can take it too far. I got the new Shelby Ford yeah. Raptor, and then I wrapped my company logo around it. Yeah. My land company logo around it, and I got this, this, and this. So I am riding out to look at my properties in style. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, depending on your rep level of revenue, and that might be just like a reward for you yeah I, I think that's that's heading toward revenue justification oh you think that's okay yeah All I right. think to get a new Ferrari, no, I uh, Ferrari 458 
well, to go look at land, that, that's, that's, that's way over the top. It's, well, it's, it's not ordinary and necessary. Oh, but, but if I'm looking at land in Santa Barbara, I might be able to argue that point. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> hey, thank you for tuning in. We hope you find our content valuable. We really appreciate your support. If you haven't already, please check out our YouTube channel and hit the subscribe button. The subscribe button. And do not forget, if you are a Land Academy member, you got to get on the Discord. If you're confused about this, send a note to support at Land Academy. Academy.com. We're, We're Jack, Jack and Jill. Jill. Information and inspiration to buy undervalued property.